The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the 06010. Welcome in to the Week 3 Fantasy Focus DFS Podcast. I am Daniel Dopp, joined by Mike Clay here in the studio. What's up, man? What's up, ready buddy? I'm, I'm ready to go. Good. We had a couple of good weeks on this podcast. Uh, if you listened, you want some cash. There's no doubt about it. You, you had a successful couple of weeks. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, you did better than I did. We'll get there. In week two. I In did. week two. I I'm trying to be humble, but yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Also joined by L.A. Smooth Al Smizzle Al Zeidenfeld. Al, what are, what are you called now? What's your nickname? Most people in the DFS community just call me Smiz at this point. Okay, so it is just Smiz. Okay, so L.A. Smooth yeah. is just a me and you thing then. Yeah, I think, uh, who came up with that? Was that uh, was that Field that just kind of pulled that out of the blue one day? Yeah, probably that sounds like a Field thing to say. Fair enough. I mean, he doesn't need credit for anything else. No, we don't need, Field doesn't no, need any more credit. He's, he's, he's got he's, enough going his way. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Well, thank you guys so much for coming back and uh, hanging with us this week. Quick recap of week two. Mike Clay, out of our tournament of 1,000 people, came in 58th overall with 169.52 fantasy points. On DraftKings, Mike, congratulations on another great week in week two. That's pretty good unless you're like on Twitter and people are still trashing you because <laughs> like you started Corlin Sutton and he only had 80 points. Like we're in the 95th percentile with this lineup, but Al knows what I was talking about. He was in that chain too. The guy was complaining about Sutton and, uh, also I was a little triggered too. This, uh, this line uh, could have, this number could have been higher. Josh Jacobs finishes with 99 rushing yards too. So you're that close to that bonus of five points. But anyway, yeah, can't complain. We're two for two. Uh, we're crushing it. Remember, we're going head to head. We're trying to build 50 50 lineups, cash game lineups. Uh, all you have to do is be uh, in the 50th percentile to win in those. And uh, we've done that very successfully so far. So, whatever. We're not, we are patting ourselves on the back, but we're saying the system's working. The process is working. We're going to see if we can keep it going all year long. Not only that, but M Panky 88 was our winner this week with 217.22 points. I'll tell you what, if you want to join this league and you want to be like M Panky 88, Mike, what do you got to do? Because I've heard that there is a free league on DraftKings mm-hmm. where you can play against us and win money without putting anything into it. Yeah, so DraftKings is set up kind of cool where you can have your own group, right? So we made our fantasy focus group. We have about 2,000 people in there. You could join that group. And then once you're in there, you can compete against other people, other fantasy focus fans. They make some side leagues where they're like a couple bucks to join. You can win some money. You could do that. Or we're every week we're going to have one main league now. You'll see some other small ones, but there's one main league. It's unlimited to join as many people. Last week it was 1000 Before that it was 200 Now it's unlimited. So you join, it's free, and there's $200 in prizes. So free money. You're good at fantasy football, you can make free money. So Love it. That. We're going to do that. Mike and I will also tweet out that link in case you guys want to join the group and join us. It's going to be a ton of fun, but here we are. We're going to give you some week three winners Based on Mike Clay's, what I mean, what is it called now? The lineup optimizer. You this every week. I know. I think, uh, on someone, the air too. You decide while we're on the air. It's, it's like, a lineup it optimizer, right? It's no, the it's, uh, it's DFS. Um, yeah, it's just our. our it's essentially a, like a cheat sheet, right? You it's ask me DFS why I ask because you don't even know don't what the know title either. of it is. That's we don't the have thing. a formal name. But it's Mike just Clay Money Tree. Yeah, yes, DF, there we go. There we go. We need a formal name. <laughs> it's just DFS picks. So it's there for DraftKings or Fanduel. It gives you the top values at every position and then goes position by position to tell you the great, good, average, shaky, and worst picks at each position. And we update it uh, at least once a week for the main slate, by the way, for the main slate 
uh, at DraftKings and FanDuel. So, uh, love yeah. that. So we're going to get some it. names from there. We're also going to get some names from Al Zeidenfeld's best buys column for week three, but let's just get right into it, guys. Quarterback this week, Mike Clay, you have Josh Allen. What? There's no way Mike Clay would support Josh Allen. It is There's insane no that we are at this point. You have Josh Allen going up against the Bengals at home, $5,900. What is it that you like about Josh Allen in this matchup? Well, the, the matchup, right? He's playing the Cincinnati Bengals, so that's the key. So I think Allen, a good bet to get into the low 20s in terms of points this week at home against the Bengals defense that was really bad last year, did nothing to fix their defense in the offseason, and is still pretty bad this season. But Josh Allen playing pretty well, four touchdowns already in two games, could probably have more uh, at a little bit of uh, bad breaks in terms of turnover so far. But you know, also doing a lot of damage with his legs, which raises his fantasy floor. Second, a quarterback in carries, fourth in rushing yards, and first in rushing touchdowns. His efficiency has been better. And as mentioned, Cincinnati, you know, they've only allowed 32 pass attempts so far. That's an NFL low, but they've allowed the fifth most passing touchdowns with five and the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, including almost 11 yards per pass attempt. They have really struggled. Allen set up for a lot of success here this week. Yeah, I love that. You look at Dak Prescott, another guy that you really like, going up against the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be tough not to start a quarterback against the Dolphins this year is what it feels like. But Prescott at $6,500, 674 yards passing, and seven touchdowns with only one interception on the year. I mean, guy is slinging it, Mike. Is there any concern going up against the Dolphins that maybe they're going to get up big and then Mm -hmm. just not you know, not throw the ball in the second half of the game. That's definitely a concern. I think Tom Brady had one passing touchdown last week, right? And it was kind of the late one to, uh, to James White, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, it, there's, there's definitely that concern that if there's a bunch of rushing early and those are the touchdowns, then you end up disappointed across the board. That said, Dak's still not too expensive that it, it pushes me away. 6,500. I have him scoring 23.1 points. He's been money in great matchups so far. So you like that, at least in, in good matchups where they've won handily. He's still been, a good fantasy quarterback, QB2 and QB3 finishes so far. Seven touchdowns, one pick. Third in the league in passing yards, imagine that. And second as well in rushing yards, a quarterback with 81. And then, of course, the Dolphins' defense. Again, teams are able to run the ball in them, but they still have eight passing touchdowns in two games, which is the most in the NFL. They're allowing almost 12 yards per attempt and 80% completion percentage. I mean, they've allowed Lamar Jackson to beat the QB1 in Week 1. And Tom Brady, again, even without... Maybe I'm wrong on that touchdown total because he was QB4 last week. So Maybe we'll he just to, threw need, for 600 yards. We need research on that one. Yeah, yeah. maybe if Thirsty Kyle can look it up yeah. for us while we're doing this. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to Jameis Winston. And I was a little bit surprised by this. Jameis Winston against the Giants at home, $5,400. I'm assuming this is just the uh, this is the matchup and the price point because Winston has really struggled through the first two weeks of the season, Mike. Yeah, uh, he was a little better against Carolina. Um, actually, our Kyle Soppy sitting here, too, was all over Jameis last week. And he, he actually got outscored by Cam Newton, but it was close. I mean, he, he actually played better, even though he was a terrible <laughs> fantasy option. Kyle, yep. thank you very much. You bet. But he did uh, he did actually play more efficiently, so that's a good sign. Anyway, he's playing the Giants, and that's what you like. He's at home. Um, he He's QB8 in OTD this year, which means there's a lot of opportunity for him to score touchdowns. He hasn't really delivered the goods, but he's been in position, too. And uh, you would expect him to regress to the mean a little bit there. Also, nine carries, which isn't a high number, but in two games, it's four and a half a game. I mean, that's fifth most a quarterback. Uh, you'll like that. Also, the Giants defense has struggled. QB2 and QB7 performances against them so far. They're third in passing yards allowed, fifth in passing touchdowns allowed. And again, I keep talking about YPA allowed yards per attempt. They're third worst in that category as well. So great matchup here for Winston. He is a shot to get back on track at home. And we talked about this the other week, right? He's been better at home. At least he was last season. So that helps. Absolutely. 
Al, a guy that you really like this week is Kyler Murray going up against the Panthers. $5,800. What is it that you like about this rookie pass thrower here? What's the word for a pass thrower? I believe it's quarterback. Quarterback. The rookie quarterback uh, yeah. here. Yeah. There it is. I also think that he is, uh, as you said, he is a pass thrower, right? I mean, the kid <laughs> has all this ability with his legs, but he has fewer rushing yards than Philip Rivers uh, after two weeks, something that I don't think any wow. of us saw coming with only 17 rushing yards, so a lot of untapped value uh, on the ground. You look at the Panthers, and we knew how fast the Cardinals were going to play, but the Cardinals are second in the league right now in terms of time per snap, so they play the second fast in the league. The Panthers have the least time between snaps right now by like a fraction of a second uh, over them. So the two fastest-paced teams in the league are facing off against one another here. I love that. I love how many times he's thrown the ball, 94 attempts so far through uh, two weeks. You also have the fact that they run four wide more often than any other team in the league. I'm sure Mike has the exact numbers as far as that's concerned. They're running no huddle over 50% of the time. The second-place team in the league is running no huddle like 17% of the time. So, so much opportunity here for Kyler Murray to post really big games. And the one thing that I was scared about with Kyler Murray was three of the first four games are against teams that hog the ball, teams that are very good on defense, that can mute what he does. Teams like Detroit, teams like Baltimore. Well, guess what? Now he's got his first really, really tasty matchup of the season. And I love that his price is still under 6 k Yeah, absolutely. He's a guy that you definitely love the value that could be there with how much he is throwing the ball because there's just going to be a ton of opportunity for them there. Mike, really quickly, want to just go back. Numbers never lie, but sometimes <laughs> analysts do. Do you want to revisit this Tom Brady conversation? Stop it. Yeah, Brady did have the touchdown to Antonio Brown early. Oh, that's, that's what right. I was thinking. In the, oh. We were like halfway through, late, actually late in the third quarter, he had one touchdown. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Of. Then he had a rushing touchdown. And then he threw one Weird. to White in garbage time. So, so I, was, I was way off. He did have three touchdowns yeah. in that game. But, so you're uh, not a computer is what you're saying. Uh, not today. It's, okay. I'm broken. I'm broken. A couple other quarterbacks that we like really quickly are Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Allen, all really great cheap options if you want to go cheap at quarterback this week. Look at those three guys uh, if you're looking at that. Let's move on to running backs because, Mike, a guy that you really like this week, Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers going up against the Denver Broncos, $6,100. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll be close to 18 points in this game. Packers at home. Defense is playing better. They should be able to slow Joe Flacco, which isn't a hard thing to do these days. And, and that means running the football for Aaron Jones. Also, I think people are going to be off him right now because you're, you're hearing reports. Actually, it was coach speak that Jamal Williams is going to be heavily involved or an even share. That's okay. Jones is the better back. He should still have at least a slight edge. That's what we've seen so far. And also Jones, you know, not really killing it in fantasy so far, but QB or excuse me, RB 14. In OFP or his expected fantasy point total. So he's been in position to score fantasy points. A lot of touches. In fact, six at running back in touches so far, including fourth in carries. Also, the Broncos have already allowed three rushing touchdowns and six carries inside the five, which is second most in the league. They've allowed a 3.0 rushing OTD. Again, that's second highest. And what that means is teams are getting to the goal line and they're running the ball near the goal line and uh, getting a plenty of opportunities to score. Again, if the Packers are down in, near the goal line, you would expect them to run the ball, uh, according to these numbers, and that means Aaron Jones could potentially find Pater. So I like him. Love it. Let's look at the other side of that football game where you've got Philip Lindsay from the Broncos, $4,300. And Mike, he's been a little bit disappointing mm -hmm. on the ground using his legs, but one thing that has been nice, he's got 13 targets 
through the first two games of the season. Obviously, as a good pass catcher here, what is it you like about Philip Lindsay against the Packers? Yeah, and, and kind of a side note, based on what you just talked about, he's really struggled with efficiency. You know, we spent the offseason talking about yards after contact per attempt and why that's more predictive than yards per carry. And two guys we talked about over and over in the offseason. Philip Lindsay was bad after contact last year, but at the high yards per carry. And Damien Williams, same kind of thing. Both of them bad in that department, and we've seen them both. They're averaging combined, what, like two yards per carry yep. this season. So that's definitely a red flag. But at the same time, Lindsay can still make plays on his own. He's fast. He's quick. He's going to bounce back. He's not going to average, you know, one or two yards per carry going forward. And that's especially the case if he continues to get volume. He's 24th at running back in carries. He's fifth in targets. And he's operating in a committee here with Royce Freeman, but he's ahead in snaps, carries, pass routes, targets. Like he's leading in those key departments. He's still the 1A to Freeman's 1B. It comes in at RBA, by the way, in OFP or expected fantasy points again. So the, the volume has been there for him in PPR leagues. By the way, Packers defense, six most fantasy points, fourth most scrimmage yards, and a 6.1 yards per carry allowed to running back wow. so far and allowing a ton of running back, uh, uh, receiving production to running backs, 23 targets and 18 catches to running backs, both highest in the NFL. And again, Lindsay has kind of been their preferred choice in passing situations. Yeah. A lot sets up well nicely for, yeah. for Lindsay here. That sounds like a defense that can be taken advantage of. So it makes sense why you have Philip Lindsay where you have him here. There you go. So, man, as you like Dalvin Cook going up against the Raiders, I mean, talk about a running back that's just been on fire through the first two weeks of the season. What is it you like about Dalvin Cook at $7,200? Oh, everything? Everything is the right answer. Yes. All right, end of analysis. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you. Moving on to the next player. I mean, basically, I look for all these different boxes that we can check off to, to just keep it as simple as possible, right? Is he playing at home? Yes. Is his team favored by six or more points? Yes. All these things are back-tested to show that they're going to score over expectation. Uh, does the running back project to get over 20 touches in a game? Well, he's only done it two straight games. Now, past production does not necessarily predict of a future performance, but, you know, it's kind of like those plates from the Franklin Mint years ago. I'm not saying that he's going to get over 20 touches this week, but he has in every other week. Uh, he's, does he play a team that is a little bit of an easier matchup for him? Yes, it's a good matchup against Oakland. They don't really convert a lot of third down stops. You should see some long drives. Minnesota going to run the ball over 57% of the time. Uh, they're the only team that's over 55% through two weeks. Is he the goal line back? Yes. Does he have inclusion in the pass game? Yes. He checks off every single box for me here, and he's over 1000 to 1500 less than the big boy back. So I get a little bit of a discount to allow me to spend up a little bit more on my wide receivers or my tight end. Okay. Love that. Another couple yes. guys that we like, speaking of those big boy backs, Zeke Elliott versus the Dolphins. It's tough not to like him in that matchup. CMC against the Arizona Cardinals. Devontae Freeman against the Indianapolis Colts. I know Freeman has struggled a little bit through the first mm-hmm. two weeks of the season, but really good value based on his price point here in week two. Mike, if I'm looking at playing daily fantasy this week, what is it that you would suggest that I do here? Well, let me ask you, Daniel, is there anything better than watching football? M- maybe. Is there? Maybe. What do you think? Of course there is. Oh, That's what I meant to say. Amazing. Of course there is. I thought about it, and now I'm convinced. Watching football with a DraftKings lineup on the line, especially this week. DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy football, and they're giving new users a free shot at over $1.5 million in prizes with your first deposit. When you sign up at DraftKings.com slash FFF, if only there was a podcast out there you listen to. I know. Get good DraftKings information. You could help your way to winning that money. Anyway, draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Ever run, throw, and catch mean every run, throw, and catch means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stand under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus 
up to $500. Wait, new and existing users? New and existing users. Wow. Unreal. That's a lot of money. That's some extra cash to play with this football season. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the games, quite like having a shot at over $1.5 million in prizes. All right, so what do you do? You head over to DraftKings.com slash FFF right now. For a limited time, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Plus, new users will get a free shot at over $1.5 million in prizes with your first deposit. That's DraftKings.com slash FFF for all new and existing users to claim your special offer. Only at DraftKings, minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restriction and supply. See DraftKings.com for details. Al, you hear how the way he just like, he blows right through that $1.5 million like it's nothing? Like if only we could all be on that Mike Clay pay scale Listen, or it's just. You know I have a bridge at my house. That's what it is. <laughs> I want you to have a bridge. I mean, like I said, that Mike Clay money tree. That's what it is. Mike Clay money tree. Love it. coming from the guy who has literally won the millionaire maker at DraftKings. <laughs> but you don't have a bridge at your house. Yeah, you? there's no bridge. Do you? There's no I don't bridge. have a bridge. No. You can buy a bridge for like a hundred bucks at like Home Depot. Like a, let's move. Have to get a <laughs> Are there Home Depots and in LA? Say, it's worth it to buy like a cheap bridge just because you could say you have a bridge, right? Right, Doesn't exactly. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some wide receivers here. And there's actually a couple of really, like really good values here, Mike. You love Nelson Aguilar going up against the Detroit Lions. $3,600 price point. Is this because of what you think the game flow is going to be? Do you think there's going to be a Darius Slay shadow here? No, I, I don't think he'll be shadowed um, at times. It's rare, but there are times where Darius Slay will shadow full-time and go into the slot. It's extremely rare, though. Usually he just stays on the perimeter, and I don't think Nelson Aguilar is the guy that's going to demand his coverage, especially sure. when you have uh, the second-round rookie uh, JJ Arcega, uh, Arcega Whiteside. I did it. I've been so good again there, right? Arcega Whiteside on the perimeter. Uh, so I think he'll be on him or just play his side this week. But anyway, Nelson Aguilar mostly in the slot. Um, he played, and again, I, I guess we need to preface this. He was kind of a late ad here. Once we found out Deshaun Jackson was not going to play or is extremely unlikely to play, and, and Alshon Jeffrey also likely out this week, that's why Aguilar kind of moves into this spot, becomes a terrific value at $3,600. I think he clears 12 points. And again, we saw this against Atlanta. With those injuries early in the game, he played 71 of 72 snaps. He had 11 targets. And in two games this, this season, by the way, a career-high 12.8 average step to target and two end zone targets. So he's getting the ball downfield near the goal line. He's their number one receiver. And we saw what he could do as the number one receiver yeah. a couple of years ago. He had a, a breakout season. Uh, so there's that. And uh, let's see. we're gonna He's going to try Justin Coleman. So if he's in the side, he'll see Justin Coleman. He's been targeted on a hefty 22% of his coverage snaps this week. But, uh, you know, the uh, Lions not, they haven't exactly been slowing wide receivers so far. It's early in the season. You don't want to get too caught up in that kind of stuff. But uh, I think it's set up for a big day for Aguilar. And really the key is the price point. 3600 you like that a lot. Yeah, it's super cheap. Let's move on to, I mean, Al mentioned Kyler Murray as a quarterback killer like this week. Mike, you like his wide receivers. Larry oh, yeah. Fitzgerald at $5,100. Christian Kirk at $5,000. Uh, Bird at $3,000. I mean, Talk to me about these wide receivers and what it is that you like about them in this matchup against Carolina. Yeah, I think I knew as week two was rounding down and you saw the final box score in uh -huh. Arizona that the Arizona receivers are going to be undervalued and Kyler Murray as well, who again, Al smartly talked about, uh, because they're, they're struggling to get into the end zone. They're getting, they're moving down the field no problem. And they settled for what, three field goals inside the five last week, which was, I don't, I will question the coaching on that one. I don't know what they were thinking <laughs> doing that. 
Uh, but nonetheless, they're close. They're on the verge of really exploding as an offense. And get this, Arizona ranks second in team passing OTD at 4.4. That means their expected total right now is in the four to five touchdown range, just passing over their first two games. They've only had two passing touchdowns. Uh, history shows that should certain, certainly regress to the mean as the season goes on, and that should start probably uh, this week. So, you know, really quickly on these on these three guys, uh, you know, Fitzgerald is number one in OTD so far. Tons of work near the goal line, tons of volume so far. He's number two in OFP as well. So a lot of expected touchdowns, a lot of expected fantasy points, a huge 26% target share, his highest average depth of target since 2011. So he's getting the ball downfield in this offense and leads the NFL with four end zone targets. So he's positioned for a bounce back, is underwhelmed a little bit so far, uh, despite his volume. Christian Kirk, number, wide receiver 21 in OFP with a 22% target share and two end zone targets. Bird, wide receiver 50 in OFP, a 16% target share, third among all wide receivers in pass routes. So Bird, I mean, he's cheap. He's like a, probably like a a tournament flyer. You know, sure. maybe out of nowhere, he catches seven balls and scores a touchdown, uh, just super cheap. So he's an option. But Kirk and Fitz, I think, are safe cash and uh, end tournament plays. Uh, by the way, the Carolina defense this week, 82% of targets against him have gone to wide receivers. That is highest in the NFL. Sits perfectly with this, uh, this Cardinals offense that loves wide receivers. I love this because we're, we're talking OTD. We're talking OFP. We've already had a regression to the meet. Like Mike Clay is in full effect Mid-season here. Mid-season form. And we're only in week three. I love it. This is where you could really take advantage of that, though. Yeah. That's, once those st- things level out, everyone kind of knows where players fit. This is where you can jump ahead and, and follow. Remember, chase the volume. Don't chase touchdowns. Don't chase points. Chase the volume. All right. Smizzle. You love Keenan Allen this week going up against the Houston Texans $7,000 price point. Talk to me about Keenan Allen here. And that was a dynamite toss from Mike Clay talking about chase the volume because Keenan Allen is seeing a ton of it with 25 targets through the first two games. And I don't see any time that it's going to really change with Hunter Henry being out. And Mike Williams is not hurt. He played last week. He's playing through it. He's fine. Uh, but there's a lot of targets that are coming as well. I was having a conversation yesterday uh, where I said, okay, let's start a pool. And what's the first week that Keenan Allen's not going to have double-digit targets? And I think the winner's going to be week 12 when they're on bye. Uh, DraftKings this week has really pushed a lot of quality wide receivers into a very short price range, between 6600 and 7800 But to me, Keenan Allen is the best in that range at 7K. Uh, if Mike can speak to his, his OTD, as he just mentioned, with the uh, Cardinals wide receivers – massive work in the red zone. He leads the league in terms of red zone targets. He's also tied for second in the league in terms of end zone targets, and he only has one touchdown, even though he's got all that volume. So those targets, those double-digit targets, are going to give him a really good floor. He does have touchdown upside with some normalization, some regression towards the mean that I believe should be coming his way. Uh, And he's a candidate for that 100-yard bonus pretty much every single week. And Houston is a team that we do like to target against outside wide receivers. Yeah, you're right. Seventh at wide receiver and OTD on those 25 targets. is one touchdown. OTD is 1.7, so could potentially have more. And by the way, he's number one, number one in OFP with those 25 targets, which means he should have the highest fantasy point total in the league right now based on his opportunity. He's actually only three off it. He's 44 points, so he's 47. So he's right on track for a huge season. All right, so a couple of the wide receivers here that we like really quickly, Emmanuel Sanders against the Green Bay Packers and Kiki Cutie against the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm a little bit interested, actually, in Kiki Cutie, kind of figure out how he fits into this offense with the newly added Kenny Stills, plus they still got Will Fuller. They still have DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, the ghost of Carlos Hyde coming out of the woodwork <laughs> to be able to have some Love fantasy it. value. 
All right, let's talk about some tight ends here because Mark Andrews is a guy that you really like this week, Mike Clay. And it's hard not to like Mark Andrews after the first two weeks of the season with what he's done. And not just that, going up against a Chiefs team that is probably going to score a ton. So you're assuming the Ravens are going to have to throw a bunch. Yeah, no doubt about it. And they listen, Baltimore hasn't had to throw so far this season, and Andrews is already tearing it up. I mean, he's obviously number one in fantasy points at tight end. He's tight end four in OFP, so it's not a fluke. Like he's getting plenty of opportunity to provide top five numbers, a thirty percent target share. He's look, there's been a lot of talk about his snap count. He's third in that on Baltimore in terms of snaps at the tight end position. That's fine, but he's thirteenth at tight end overall in pass routes, right? So he's he's certainly running plenty of those. Uh, obviously targeted a lot. He's third in his position in targets, second in receptions, first in yards and touchdowns. He's caught 18 of 19 targets. Is that good? Wow, that's good. good. 220 yards, two touchdowns. By the way, the Chiefs getting smoked by uh, tight end so far. 21 targets, 17 catches, 145 yards. Top five, actually top six in every category, including fantasy points allowed to that position. Again, small sample, but Andrews playing well. Again, plenty of run, plenty of targets. And the defense sets up for, like you said, a lot of throwing and a lot of usage of Mark Andrews. Exactly. All right, Greg Olson from the Carolina Panthers taking on the Cardinals this week. Only $3,700. We kind of saw Greg Olson take a big step last week after. I'll tell you what, though. He looks stiff out there. He just looked like an old man. But old men can still catch footballs, Mike Clay. That's all you got to do. Yeah. You know, you catch five balls for zero yards, you get five fantasy points. I mean, that's, that's accurate. That's that's that is how fantasy football works. Indeed. Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast today. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, your uh, information. That's your introduction <laughs> to fantasy football right there. Uh, yeah, but I, actually five catches for zero yards would be half of what I haven't projected for this week at 10.2. And at $3,700, I mean, that's a pretty good price point. I mean, uh, I mentioned Mark Andrews tight end four and OFP. This year, or expected fantasy points? Well, tight end five is Greg Olson. He's been right there. Lots of volume. 21% target share. 18 targets already. He hasn't scored a touchdown, but those he, he's never going to be great in that department. But over time, those will will certainly come. He's top five at tight end in routes, targets, and receiving yards. I mean, Greg Olson's back. The last two seasons, killed by injuries. Before that, though, he was a reliable tight end option. He seems to be back right now. And, you know, this price is probably going to go up. So you could take advantage now. And by the way, Cam Newton... Probably not going to play. Yep. It's a little bit of a concern, but there's a lot of hype for Kyle Allen here starting, and uh, I, I don't think Olsen will be short targets in this game. Also, Arizona defense destroyed by TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews in weeks one and two. 17 catches, 273 yards, three touchdowns allowed already. They're worst in targets, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns wow. to tight ends. That sets up nicely for Olsen here as well. Love it. Al, you like Zach Ertz from the Philadelphia Eagles up against the Lions this week. I'm assuming part of this has to do with what Mike already talked about with just J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and uh, Alshon Jeffrey potentially being out this week. Is that a part of it? Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Dallas Goddard, roughly like 40% of the expected market share of Carson Wentz's targets are going to be off the field, meaning that those wide receivers are going to get a bump. But Zach Ertz last week saw 16 targets on the 43 throws on Sunday night football from Carson Wentz. That's over a 30% market share of the targets. Give me, give me all wow. the targets that I can handle in this range. So for a tight end to get, expect over 25% and possibly reach into the 30s in terms of market share targets. And you know he's going to be the big target inside the red zone and inside the 10 end zone targets coming for him as well. Yes, I know it's a tough matchup against Detroit, but volume trumps all when it comes down to it. Volume trumps all. I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that. Another guy that we really like, uh, Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's hard not to like Kelsey every single week, but going up against the Ravens, we think, again, the, the Chiefs are just going to score a bunch. And George Kittle going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, hoping that George Kittle will be able to get in the end zone. 
All right, guys, this episode of the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is brought to you by Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Legendary sportscaster Dan Patrick has teamed up with Full Sail University to offer an accelerated bachelor's program in sportscasting. Full Sail University combines hands-on learning, immersive projects, and faculty with real-world experience to prepare students for life in the media industry. And for the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, they've brought in some of sports media's best to be a part of this program. Award-winning producer Gus Ramsey is heading up the program, and sportscasting pros such as Sage Steele, Jay Harris, and Kevin Nagandi. I've heard of them. All of them. Many more involved on top of that. Students will learn sportscasting inside and out, on camera, behind the camera, podcasting, radio, interviewing, and everything in between. At Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, you can earn a bachelor's degree in about half the time as short as 20 months and you can choose to earn your degree online or on Full Sail's campus in Orlando, Florida. I went to Full Sail oh, yeah? on Orlando's campus in Orlando, no Florida. Way. I loved it. I really loved it. It led me yeah. here. Now I'm sitting in this room with you, Mike Clay. Wow. Look at how that worked this out is, for me. This did not go well for you. Turn, <laughs> to, to learn more about Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, go to fullsail.edu slash fantasyfocus. All right, we're going to look at our week three lineups here. Right now, Mike Clay and I are one and one going up against mm-hmm. each other. Al Zeidenfeld is one and oh by correctly picking Mike's lineup over mine last week. Mike Clay, Smart man. give me your week three DFS lineup. All right, let's start with a guy I didn't even, we didn't even talk about. That's fair. <laughs> our price drop on Matt Ryan. I'm going to take him indoors playing at Indianapolis. Like him as my quarterback. Running backs were loading up on volume. Christian McCaffrey and Zeke Elliott, love it there. Aaron Jones is going to be my flex option. We talked about him at home against Denver. Receiver going a little cheaper. Larry Fitzgerald, we just talked about him. Nelson Aguilar, we mentioned him. Cheap against Detroit. Emmanuel Sanders playing at the Packers. He's been money so far this season. Mark Andrews at tight end. And I'm going to go with uh, a good defense that's pretty cheap playing at home against Houston, the the, uh, Chargers. Okay. That's That's a winner. Your uh, projected total based on the ESPN projections are 150.1 there. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go a little bit. We had a couple of uh, crossovers here, but I'm going to go a little bit different. Starting with quarterback, I'm going to do that cheap guy. I'm going cheap at the quarterback, taking Kyle Allen, only $4,000 against the Arizona Cardinals. You know what? No risk it, no biscuit. That's what I've always been told. Someone told me that sometime, I think. Listen, it's cash game. You don't have to be that risky. That's right. You're you're trying to win the tournament. I am trying to win it all, Mike Clay. Uh, All of it, as in DraftKings. I'm just going to win (laughs) DraftKings. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott, I'm doing the same thing at you. I mean, just so much volume being yeah. able to rack it up there. I'm taking Philip Lindsay as my flex, $4,300 like at Graham, Green Bay. Kenny Galladay, I uh, like him, uh, projected for 15.5 points taken Homer. on the Eagles. Well, a little bit. That's not wrong with that. Christian, uh, sorry, Christian Kirk against the Panthers. Really like him. We talked about him a little bit earlier. MVS going up against the Broncos. That's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah. Exactly. Knowing that Devontae Adams is going to draw the shadow there from Chris Harris. We had talked about this on the uh, other podcast yes, like about it. how MVS could be have a really good matchup here. Uh, so go make sure you check out the other Thursday Fantasy Focus football podcast. Uh, Mark Andrews, I'm, I'm right there with you uh, at tight end. And then I'm taking the Bills, taking on the like lowly it. Cincinnati Bengals. That's a good lineup. I like it. Al, you've heard both lineups. It's a good second-place mm-hmm. lineup. I ask you to weigh in here, my friend, which one are you choosing in week three? Yeah, you guys have the overlap on McCaffrey, Elliott, and Andrews. Uh, I have you with a wash at wide receiver, even though you have completely unique wide receiver sets. Defense is a, is a toss-up. We'll see what happens there. But I've got Mike's lineup as about a seven to a seven-and-a-half point favorite here because of Ryan and Aaron Jones over Allen and Lindsey. So 
I'm going to ride with Mike again here in week three and try to go 2-0. and I am so smart. He's a brainiac. He's Mike I hate it. I am sick oh. of you riding Mike, Al. I'm just going to say this <laughs> well, right listen, now. He knows where to go. He knows what the, you play the odds, right? It's all That's about right. the odds. You know that I'm going to win. Uh, what, 12 out of 16 times? 12 out, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, so you mean I say I'm reasonable. three out of four times, 75%? Yeah, roughly. That Somewhere in good. there. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Week 3 Fantasy Focus DFS podcast. Try and keep it short, keep it tight for you guys. Mike Clay, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you, my friend. Al Zeidenfeld, thank you for coming in and hanging out with us as well. Happy to be here as always. We will see you guys next week on Thursdays going forward. Until then, here's a spot for a catchy goodbye phrase. <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> Geico presents Left Brain versus Right Brain. I've decided it's a sensible decision to switch to Geico. Okay, I feel you. We could save ourselves hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. Oh, and then airbrush a Pegasus on the side of our hatchback. No, we will not airbrush a Pegasus on the side of our hatchback. We will reinvest that savings in a high-yield investment like a mutual fund. Oh, a Pegasus riding a jet ski playing a bass guitar. I cannot believe we share the same medulla. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.